Thanks for joining us on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. Before we get to it, make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN, That's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Nordall's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. That's rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Rocking it out in the building with my boy Tate Boy Fresh, Relly Hall doing what we do on the podcast tip. They call us the fearsome threesome. Any kind of way you want to label it, we are that. And we're rocking it with Fans First Sports Network podcast for That's Rather Cavaliers. Man, Tate Boy Fresh, what's cracking lacking, man? What's going on with you, man? What's up, Big G? Not too much, man. Just here to talk some some Cavs ball. You're going to hit on the uh, Bleach Report wins pro- projection article that Bleach Report put out there. We're going to talk about some of the early season games and the schedule that came out last Thursday and some Donovan Mitchell talk. So we got a lot of stuff for the folks tonight. We're going to try and be, you know, just be quick and get through. We might be here about 30, 35 minutes, but we're going to give you all everything that we know. Sound like a plan of action to me. My man, Relly Hall, the little fella in the building. What's going on, Relly, man? Talk to me. Feeling blessed, man. I'm, I'm excited to talk Cavs today, especially Don. <laughs> it's a lot of things that can change our future. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Fellas, before we get to it, man, just that we thank all of our listeners for rocking with us on Fans First Sports Network. Please listen to them on all your podcast formats, Apple Cop Podcast, and Spotify for sure. So listen. First question, man. Me and Tate Boy had an article that came to us from Bleacher Report, man. It was bananas, man. The facts that they were kicking in there. And there was a lot of kicking in the round about was Donovan Mitchell actually worth swinging it, swinging for the fences for the Cavs? And even more so, how does that change the the trajectory of the Cavaliers team when he's on the floor versus when he's off the floor? And how does that actually work to benefit the Cavs? And how does it work to hurt the Cavs? So I got an opening question to you guys just to start it off to get it ripping and get it cracking. Was Donovan Mitchell worth the trade? Tay Boy Fresh, I'm going to go to you first, man. Talk to me a little bit. Do you think that Donovan, in your eyes, was worth the trade to bring him to Cleveland? I think he was, man. I mean, if you... If you're trying to compete in the NBA, you always got to be buying. You can't be selling if you're trying to compete. Got to be buying. Mm-hmm. Now, they had to get off some some really good pieces. I mm-hmm. mean, Lori Markin was an all-star last year. You know right. what I mean? They gave up Colin Sexton, but I think Utah got him on the block now. And they gave up OG Abaze. So, player for player, bringing Donovan Mitchell in for those three players mm-hmm. made them a better team. But the draft capital you give up to bring somebody bring in somebody like Donovan Mitchell. That's the gamble. Yeah. Because you you gamble with future assets. Absolutely. And you don't know what those assets are. You know what you got 
what you had in Lori marketing you know what you had in colin sexton and you ready you, you you're agreeing to give up og abaji who you just drafted last summer hmm. last i guess it was last june and the Donovan mitchell trade was almost a year september 1st when the Donovan mitchell trade went through right. in 2022 so sure. you know from a player from a player standpoint like i said you get better bringing in Donovan mitchell you're a buyer you gotta always try and keep getting better so i like that the draft assets that's just that's just the cost of doing business now that's but that's that's the part you wonder did we give up too much? You don't wonder if you gave up too much with Lori Markinson, Lori Markin and Colin Sexton and OG Obaji. You worry you wonder about did you give up too much and Donald Mitchell could potentially be gone next summer? And mm-hmm. you wonder, man, did we give up too much draft capital to get Donald Mitchell? But I think it's a good move. I think yeah. the cash, I mean, you gotta go for it. You know what I yeah. mean? You always gotta be yeah. in go for go for it mode. So you just go ahead and make those moves and do what you got to do to try and compete in the Eastern Conference. That is winnable. Yeah. But you know that again, just the cost of doing business. You got to spend that. You got to spend that high capital to get those those high 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 value high level players. For sure, for sure. Relly Hall, I'm gonna put this question in the spin cycle and swing it to you, man. Your views on Donovan Mitchell rocking out with the Cavs, man, and it was he worth it? Because you know how we do in Cleveland. Sometimes we go all in, sometimes we don't. Sometimes they like it one way, sometimes they like it another way. So your viewpoint as far as the Cavs getting Donovan Mitchell. I'm going to be honest, Big G. I think when you really look at what we was looking for, it was worth it. Like, sometimes you do have to pay the cost. Like, Tay said it right. Like, in business, you got to pay. And Cavs is in a situation where we did not have a closer. Um, the year before that, like we we seen it when we lost to Brooklyn, we gave them the benefit of the doubt. Then we lost to Atlanta, right? And that was just the way we went out in that little in that plan. We knew we needed another guy. Donovan Mitchell was that guy, and the price was cheap. Like for a player of his magnitude, that price was cheap, and we was willing to pay it. Now, fast forward, you don't want to lose him. Mm. You don't want to lose him because that is a player that is very hard to get for the price you pay for him. But at the same time, you have to show them some reasons why the Cleveland Cavaliers is a good team to stay on because a Donovan Mitchell, you don't get them every every so often. Like, you just don't, especially in our market. Like, a player of that magnitude usually goes to a New York, a Laker, uh, one of those bigger market teams. So the Cavs, we we can't be mad at that. We can't be mad at getting him. Um, honestly, we, we almost want to do another trade like that to get another star alongside in Cleveland. But – I do think looking back at it, even if, if Donovan Mitchell decides I'm going to leave Cleveland, I can't be disappointed in what we did to get him. Yeah, I feel you, man. Hey, so this is sort of like a two-part question, man. So I read an article that says that the points for production for Evan Mobley and Darius Garland goes way down when having Mitchell on the floor, right? And so I understand that he's the guy and he's the lead dog. But do we really think that Mitchell takes away from those guys or does he add to and make them better? So take more fresh. I want to see, man, do you, because this is one of the reasons why people are talking about is Mitchell worth the cost. So do you like him being the lead dog position for the Cavaliers or is it one of them things where you're like, ah, because the young stars got to develop, you know? That's my question. Do you think that Mitchell adds to or takes from 
the young stars becoming what they actually can become. Well, I think Darius Garland last year kept his numbers up at an all-star potential level. Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't he he didn't he didn't get get hurt by the addition of Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um he became he became the Robin to Mitchell's Batman. Mm-hmm. Evan, Evan Mobley lost some opportunities that he would have if Mitchell wasn't there. But Mitchell's the alpha alpha on that team. Just look at Darius Garland and Evan Mobley's kind of demeanor and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you need you, you need that that go attack guy like Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think, but that, that that's kind of why I'm not worried because if Donovan Mitchell does leave, then trading for something recoup some of that value back. But yeah. you got, I feel like you have Evan Mobley, who's only going to get better and be an All Star player. You got Darius Garland, who's an all-star player. Both young. Those guys are 23 and 22. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think I think we're in a good place with, with, with two, two great young players. And then I'm looking forward and excited to, maybe not this year, but the development of Amani Bates. So, Ooh. you know, if you have a team going forward, say, in two years from now, with Darius Garland being a point guard, Evan Mobley being a power forward, and Imani Bates – if his development continues and he is what we thought he was early on in high school as small forward, you got, you got, you got a really good core right there. Even if Don Mitchell is not here. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Tate. Agreed. Tate. Really, man. Talk to me, man. What do you believe this does to the leadership ability or alpha dog for those young ones? Cause them young ones seem like they got everything in them yeah. to bring it up to the next level. But Donovan, does he hold him back or does he let him go forward, man? <laughs> to be honest, I almost have to I have to ask that with a question to both you, uh, Big G and Uncle Tay, because honestly, I don't think it's a Don problem. <laughs> I don't think Don is the reason why if if we're holding him back, it's not because of Don. I honestly think it's because of JB. I think it's wow. because of the rotation. It's like, and I really want to get y'all perspective on that because I really, I really think it's a matter, because especially with Evan Mobley, like it's a lot of times where I think this season is just the spacing sucks for him. Wow. Now, Darius Garland, I mean, Darius Garland, honestly, Darius Garland would probably be like that Mike Conley, just an upgraded Mike Conley in this situation. So I don't think his numbers would ever be negatively impacted by Don being a scorer. But I don't think it's Donovan Mitchell. Mm. Mm. All right. So I'm going to swing it back to Tate Boy Fresh, man. Tate is the JB. I understand what Relly's saying. I mean, they could have a better offensive money coach than JB, but mm-hmm. you know, the Cavs right now are pretty predicated on defense. They're a defensive team. So I like that part of it. But I think it's not, he, Donovan Mitchell's not holding them back. His usage is just so high, though, that, I mean, Donovan yeah. Mitchell probably take 20, 22 shots a game minimum. Yeah. And you got Agreed. somebody in there that's got that kind of usage, that kind of volume. That alone is going to take from some of the other players. So I don't mm-hmm. think. He, him as a him as a player takes from them just the style of play that he's being the alpha dog the lead dog the leading score he gotta get his shots so mm-hmm. you got somebody out there with garland and mobley that's taking 22 to 25 shots a game versus somebody versus say another three and d player obviously it's gonna take from their game they're not gonna get the the volume of usage and shots that they would get if mitchell wasn't on the court or on the team yeah. But uh Tate, do you think it's because I mean I hear what you're saying, but do you think it's more of a JB problem than it like cause I don't cause I agree with you. I don't think it's Don. I mean, when you have a high volume score, 
That's mm. going to happen. But mm. is it a JB Bickerstaff problem? Or is it really about the they just not developing right? Mm. I don't think it's I don't think it's a JB thing. I mean, like they said, they could have a better offensive assistant coach, somebody that could put them in better in better situations on, on, on the floor from an X and O standpoint. I but I also think that that uh like this year, for example, with more shooting, there'll be more space, there'll be more opportunities because you have more players on on that can with the potential of being on the floor to knock down more threes, which opens everything up for everybody. Yeah, I agreed, man. Agreed. And I think that was the thing that the Cavs were missing sorely last year was, Tay, you called this out before on the podcast, the defensive presence across the board with all the players, along with having three-point shooters that can actually stretch the floor. So now we've added a couple pieces in the offseason. we got a couple of young guys that look real good moving up. So this is sort of a year for JB to get it in and see if his system is going to be actually beneficial for not just Donovan Mitchell, but for every Cavalier player this season moving forward. Well, I don't I don't, I don't think anything about JB's offensive system is beneficial. Like, <laughs> I don't see beneficial in JB on offense going together. Mm. I mean, but but what, what they need to do is, is simple fixes. Play with more pace. Yeah. Shoot a better percentage from, three, from, from the three-point line. Yeah. And just you know, offensive rebound better. You do those three things. I mean, if, even though they they could use a better offensive system, if you do those three simple things that any coach can tell you to do, yeah, I think the Cavs you'll see a better Cavs team this 23-24 season. Sounds like facts to me. Sounds like they got to put a lot of effort in too, Tate. So <laughs> I agree with all that all the way across the board. Hey, so check this out. We're gonna. We're about the 13-minute mark, 14-minute mark. We're going to take a quick commercial break and come back with That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast on Fans First Sports Network. And we're back from Fans First Sports Network, Cleveland Cavaliers Sports Network, that's rather Cavaliers sitting here with the with the awesome three, the magnificent three. However you want to spin it, however you want to call it. Tate Boy Fresh in the building, Relly Hall. We got a good conversation going on right now about the Cleveland Cavaliers. So hey, the schedule came out. It dropped. They gave us some preseason projections about the Cavs. Tate, we done read an article. They saying the Cavs is gonna have 48 wins this season, which is a drop. From the 51 we had last year. Man, I know this is going to stir the pot and stir it up. But was the article right? Did the Cavs take a step back or did they take a step forward? And talk to me a little bit about some of the highlights that you see in the schedule. And what you think the projection of the record will be for the Cavs. Say, boy, Fresh, I'm going to go to you first, man. What's going on with Cleveland and your ideas about the Cavs schedule? And that, to me, garbage and biased projection of 48 wins. You're muted, Tay. Dropped us That's a lot. That's a lot to chew, Big G. So let's just break it down, man. First, let me get into the, the schedule. You know what I mean? So we got our 82. The Cavs have 17 nationally televised games this year between NBA TV, TNT, and ESPN. Facts. 17 games. But let's talk about that first 10. Let's bite that off first, right? Fair. Yeah, fair. So... We open up on the road at Brooklyn. 
Yeah. On October 25th. Yeah. So um, that could potentially be a tough game, but I think the Cavs should probably win that game. Agreed. Um, th- let's just say this: as of the of the first ten games the Cavs play, the only the only team that was in the bottom five of the conference, either conference last year, is the Indiana Pacers. And that's two games against the Pacers. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else is up and coming. Like the only other non-playoff team they play the first ten games is Oklahoma Oklahoma City. Which, which is up and coming for sure, without a shadow of a doubt. Oklahoma City's up and coming. I mean, Shea, they played him twice in the first 10 games. Shea mm-hmm. might be the best player on the floor in those games. Agreed. He agreed. might be. I mean, between yeah. him and Mitchell, but Shea is up there. Yeah, agreed. Um, so we played them twice, home and away. So we get them out the way early far as, you know, because that's a Western Conference team. Uh, we play... I believe in the tenth game we played Sacramento Kings. Mm. We played Sacramento last year. We felt like that we should have won that game. It was early in the season. We didn't know what Sacramento was going to be this really, really good playoff team, but we know what they are. So that's a tough game now. This year going into the first ten, that's a tough game. Yeah, nobody by surprise. Nobody for sure. Right. Sacramento. Yeah. We before that the game before that game, uh that that game against Sacramento is, is on the no, the 13th of November, so Monday. That Saturday before that, the 11th, we play we are at Golden State. Mm. We played Golden State twice in the first 10 games. Mm. So mm. the schedule's tough. But the game, the game I'm looking at most in that in that in that first first few, I guess first eighth of the season, 82 games, first 10 games, first eighth of the season, yeah, is the is a back to back they have with the New York Knicks. Wow. They played the wow. Knicks on Halloween night at home. Mm. On Halloween the 31st. Uh in Cleveland. Cleveland should be rocking for that game. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I I can see the I can see the Cavs wearing their wearing their black uniforms with the with, with the Cavs C on the chest. Yeah. And the Knicks yeah. wearing went wearing one their orange uniforms. It is Halloween. Yeah. Uh that game will be on TNT. Yeah. It's a big game. You just got to come back, show if these changes you made make a difference against the team that bullied you and put you out of it. Absolutely. I think, I think that's think that's the first big test of the season. Even if they lose some of the other games, you want to sh- come show and prove with that with that game. JB needs to have have them ready, have them ready for that game. And yeah. then that that's a back-to-back game. So the very next night they travel to Madison Square Garden and play the Knicks. I think a split with the Knicks is important. A sweep of the Knicks in those first two games, because I don't think they play them again till March after those first after that first uh back to back. Yeah. I think I think I think that's that builds your confidence and gets you going off to a good start for the rest of the season. Got you, got you. Really, so let's let's chew a little bit at a time. First 10. Tate Boy laid it out. He laid the groundwork, man. We got a hard schedule. What you looking at for the first 10? And what would be your signature statement game in those first 10 that the Cavs is a must win for them? Well, it got to be New York. Like, just to start that, like, that has to be the team you circle on your schedule. Like, no matter yeah. what. Like, you, you can't get out in the first round like that and not have them as your statement game. Mm. But at the same time, the Cleveland, what, I, what I'm expecting from the Cleveland Cavaliers from preseason to the first 10 to the first 20, is seeing how they develop offensively. Like, mm. I think Uncle Tate kind of touched on it earlier when he said, like, offensively, that's not something 
we kind of uh, prioritize more so the defensive end, the defensive side of the ball, um, slowing the ball, making sure we get extra possessions, just making yeah. sure we're smart with the ball. But right yeah. now, if we're talking about being a conference or Eastern Conference Finals team, a Finals contender team, the offense has to improve, right? JB Bickerstaff is going to have to improve on his offensive scheme. Now, you can say you can get an assistant a coach that can implement that. But at some point, as we've seen with J.B. Bickerstaff, a lot of it is going to have to revolve on his decision-making at the end, especially yeah. in the close. So that's why I kind of want to, like, even just ask you, Big G or Tate, like, if y'all sit there and say, all right, I'm the GM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all pitch our GM hats on. Y'all say, hey, um, let's say we start off a little lack- lackluster. Let's say we, that 10-game stretch, we end up 4-6. and six. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Like, how does that change the way not only you look at the Cavs, but the way you look at JB? I I can say, honestly, for me, you know, that's not necessarily panic button time, but it's definitely time where you got to say, look around, look around, you know, and bringing a, bringing a new coach in after the season starts is a hard it's, deal. Mm-hmm. But I think that would happen, if that happened or occurred, you might possibly see player movement versus, you know, because at the four and six, that means you're going to have to go six and four the next 10 just to break 500. We know where 500 basketball gets us as far as the NBA is concerned. And with the Eastern Conference the way it is, we can't afford as a team to sit back and wait. You know, we got to go now. You know, so I'm not saying to be perfect in eight and two or nine and one or 10 and oh, but a subpar 500 record in the first 10 or first 20, eh, it's going to yeah. get tight, man. Well, you know, that's just my thoughts. The Cavs were were eight and one last year to start the season out. Facts. It didn't it didn't really mean much when it was time for that. I mean, I think all I think all I think they could potentially be a top three seed, but all you really want to see them do is be a number six seed, where they yeah. don't have to play in the play and they get in the playoffs. I think they'll be okay. But uh, let, let, so let's just run through it real quick. First ten, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm gonna name them in order, and y'all just what y'all say win loss whichever one whichever one y'all feel like. Gotcha. Game one, Brooklyn. Win. That's a loss. Game, Brooklyn, that's a loss. Game, game two, OKC at OKC. A W. Oh, yeah. W. Game three, home for the Pacers. W. Win, yep. The Pacers going to be better this year, though. Game, yeah, they're, they're a good gritty team. Game, game four, the Knicks. At home. W. That's a statement game. Statement game. I got a question mark on that one. Mm. <laughs> I gotta I, I gotta see how those first three games come out first. Cause I, I, I really question their mentality. Game game five, the Knicks away. MSG. That's a loss. That's a split. Yeah. <laughs> Still got your question mark, really? Question mark on that. Hmm. Uh, the next game is at the Pacers. W. W. So you got them sweeping the Pacers the first two games. Yep. Yep. For sure. Uh, against Golden State and Oracle or, or or whatever it's called now there in San Francisco. That might be an L. That could I, be an L. Yeah, yeah. I think Golden State going to try to set the tone early. Yeah. Then you then, then you coming back east, you stop on the way at OKC. Dub. They get the dub. 
Then you at now, now this game you at Gold State. Gold State again. The first game was Gold State at home. This game is Gold State in San Francisco. Okay, so I'm gonna split it. I'm gonna say the loss. They're gonna win at home against Golden State, and they're gonna lose on the road at Oracle. So they'll split it. Green. Okay, yeah. and the last attempt game is at Sacramento. Woo! I, I think they, I think they can win that game. So that would put them six and four for me. And Relly got him. I don't know because he didn't answer two of the games. <laughs> yeah. I just question their mentality. I I really like. I I really do. I don't think they addressed that. Mm. I I don't think they addressed that. Like we, like unlike other teams, you know, like Memphis, they they went out there and got Marcus Smart. Uh, okay. Philly, they went out there and they, I believe they got Patrick Beverly, under the hopes that James Harden wouldn't be going through this. Like <laughs> we didn't. Really I, would, I would I would I would love. If Kobe has some up his sleeve right now, because like I said, they made the Donovan Mitchell trade last September first, right before camp. Yeah, okay. I would love if Kobe has some up his sleeve where say he could make a move and bring in a PJ Washington. I think yeah. somebody like that is something like if you got to give up Rubio's contract and Dean Wade and a couple of second round picks, I think it would be well worth it. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, I mean he's got to bring in a gritty player. I think I think we'll know without a shadow of a doubt that within the first 10 to 15 games, what we're looking at as far as trajectory for the Cavs. Because if they come out and they're gritty, and to be honest, in the NBA, yeah, you gotta play defense, but offense cures a lot of things. So oh, yeah. if Mobley and Garbland step up, then hey, we got something going on. It's like it's it's like football, it's an offensive league now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Going on the days of the of the late 80s, early 90s with the Pistons and New York Knicks and defensive struggles. Basketball is an offensive game now. Just like football is built around the quarterbacks. The only, the only true, the only, the only, only one of the big three that 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 is all about defense is baseball because of pitching. I mean, Absolutely. but baseball went, baseball went through their transformation 20 years ago with the steroid era. They was hitting home runs all over the place. Now yeah. it's more about pitchings and your bullpens and what they can do and keep it runs off the board. So baseball is defensive oriented more so now because of pitching. But the other the other big three sports are more about scoring points. Agreed, agreed. So spinning it with that, man, long-term projections for the Cavs. Like I said, the Bleacher Report said 48 games. Rally, where you got the Cavs finishing, man, final record? Above 48 or below 48? They're going to be above 48. Um, even with the issues they face, like they, they at least get in like 53, 55. I, I think that's a pretty, cause they won 51 games last season. That's Correct. like, I don't believe, and they add pieces. Um, I don't see the East being, or gotten that much stronger from last year. Honestly, I think it got a little weaker. Mm. Um, so I don't believe that's going to happen. <laughs> the only thing I could kind of see them saying that maybe an injury happens or some just, you know, catastrophic, but. I don't see how you go down when we have essentially the same team, but just with two more shooters. Yeah, agree, agree. Take boy fresh, man. Plus or minus over the forty-eight, man. Do we win more, or is Bleacher Report right? I don't think we win less than fifty-one. We might be right, right at fifty-one again. I can see between fifty-one and fifty-four wins, but uh, like Relly said, we do have the same team. I think the Cavs. 
let some games get away. They could have won. They could have been like a 55, 56 win team last year. Facts. I feel like like they, they, they let some games get away. I think they need to be more focused and more hungry early in the season this year and try and just get you know, don't don't let wins come off the board. Don't give up 14 point leads in the fourth quarter. You know, go ahead and do what you got to do to control those games and win those games and they could get up to 54 55 wins I think easily. But uh I'm I'm definitely looking forward to another game I didn't mention uh Thanksgiving Eve. Mm. Kevin Love's come, come comes back to Rocky Mortgage to play his first game since he's been going from Cleveland, he plays with the Heat. Yeah, so, you know, I'm looking forward to that game too. Uh, yeah. So, but I think the Cavs are are 54 game winners. Yeah, like like it, like it, fellas. Hey, so we're we gonna come to the end of the podcast. I want to hear the party shots. I'm gonna go with you first, Tape Boy Fresh. Party shots of what you got going on as we leave this rather cavalier podcast. Hey, man. So. We've been grinding at this. We started this That's Rather Cavalier podcast right when the uh, playoffs were getting started this past season. And the Cavs, we actually had on the guy from the Fans First Sports Network. This is a Fans First Sports Network broadcast, a podcast. Um, so, you know, be sure to, to like and follow and download and re-download on all, all the places you get your audio po- podcast. That's that's Apple, that's that's Spotify, that's Amazon, that's Stitcher, that's iHeartRadio. Wherever you can listen to podcasts, just search Fans First Sports Network. That's rather cavalier. But we started this during the playoff time. We actually had the host of the of the Fans First Sports Network Knicks, Knicks podcast on our show talking about the playoffs matchup. And I think at the time, G, we was we were talking about the Cavs winning four two. Absolutely, the Cavs sure won and got and got and got they doors blowed off so blew out (laughs) so the whole thing about it man is you know new seasons bring new opportunities so they play they played the knicks in games four and five i think those games are critical to the psyche of the team and just proving to themselves that man we can beat these guys we can play tough because you know what the bully gonna do once you've been bullied once the bully gonna come out and try to do the same thing again There's no reason for the Knicks to change anything. The Cavs need to be ready for that. I think Jalen Brunson is going to come into this game with more confidence. Even though it was great last year, he's a baller now. He's bona fide. That playoff run he had, what he's been doing in the world games for the USA team. I mean, Jalen Brunson is one of them dudes now, man. So they got to contend with that. But I'm looking forward to seeing what the Cavs do early in the season. I'm hoping they make one more move. Kobe Altman does make the move to get, like Relly says, somebody with that with that dog in them. Somebody's going to bring that toughness and some leader, more leadership. I think we yeah. need that guy. But I was saying, yeah, man, just just stick stick with us on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. Like I said, as far as myself, plugging plugging myself, me and Big G, we're Cleveland Cavalier fans, but we're also Pittsburgh Steelers fans. We, we do a couple of different shows, uh, the Pump Your Breaks podcast and the Homies podcast on Wednesday and Friday night on the Fans First uh, Steel Curtain Network. Check those out. We got this Cavs podcast that, that, that we do. We try and bring you at least three good episodes a week. 
that that'll probably be going up by one, maybe two, when the regular season starts. And uh, we have our have our home base show, the Know It All podcast. Check out us on the Know It Alls at that's Know It Alls K N O I T A L L Z. That's on that's on YouTube. Check us out. Uh, go to YouTube and subscribe to that podcast. There's a lot of a lot of good content. We talk about more than basketball. We talk about more than football. We talk about sports culture and everything you need to know. Hence the Know It All. So check us out. For sure, for sure. Relly Hall, give us your parting shots, man, as we get out of here, man. <laughs> I just have to say, I think uh, I think J.B. Bickerstaff might be in the hot seat this season, man. I Ooh, think after we've seen... Yeah, I think he is. Like, we've seen it. Like, we've seen it before. Even Atlanta head coach, they gave him that long extension. They had a slow start, and it did not matter, and they got him up out of there. And yeah. J.B. Bickerstaff is in a situation now where if he's unable to make this team a legitimate contender, he might be out of there. Nate, like, Nate, 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 Nate McMillan, who you talking about in Atlanta, they got mm-hmm. rid of him. They, 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 him. they re-signed him because Atlanta went to the Eastern Conference Finals like a year or two ago. Yep. Absolutely. And then they, they, they wasn't going where they thought they should be going. They got rid of Nate McMillan, just like Relly said. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be mad if the Cavs got rid of JB and brought in Mark Jackson. That's my piece. Ooh. Go ahead, Relly. I'm sorry. You know, Mark Jackson should have been had a job for a lot of different teams, but they might not give him a job. He, he's he's probably the most well-deserved coach to have one, but I don't know what's what's happening with him. But I I do think, yeah, like you said, like, J.B. Bickerstaff, he's in the hot seat. Like, if Kobe Altman really is it, gets Is that, it hot or is it just warm? Like, he's sitting on the no, heat it's, pad. It's, it's burning. He's sitting on fire. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's hotter than the icy hot. <laughs> it's hotter than the icy. Like, wow. if he can't get the – he he might be out of there, like mm. right now. Because if Kobe Altman really gets that that glue guy, that Patrick Beverly type guy, that PJ Tucker type guy, one of them type of guys, and he still can't win, like because he got the pieces, mm. Mm. <laughs> he got the pieces. So, so, so this might be, be the year he might get fired. Yeah, JB might be packing in bags early. Kobe Co- 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 Kobe like JB a lot though, mm. but yeah, that don't mean nothing. He still can get mm. fired. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, so thanks again for listening to another Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. That's rather Cavaliers podcast on Fans First Sports Network. Like Tate Boy Fresh said, check us out on all those 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 spots where you can listen to and download and share it with your friends, man, because we got some good content going on. Hey, Rally Hall. Hey, Rally, Rally. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Big G. Then you can go back to Rally. I know you I know you know you're all your NBA, man. You know, you uh-huh. know, you know football? I gotta learn that. I can't. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm in the bench with that one. You a Browns fan? Oh, I'm. I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> I'm from Cleveland. Like I've literally, I, I literally seen somebody rock bottom. You, you know the little, uh, the Macho Man action figures and stuff. Yep. Like they had, yep. They had one of those dressed dressed up as a uh, Pittsburgh Steeler. They was out there rock bottom, doing the rock bottom. So I'm on like the little tables and stuff. That's the sin over here in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. Y'all kind of come after us, man, for no reason. <laughs> I'm from I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. So that you know, that's right in the middle of Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And my dad was a Steeler fan. So I grew up liking the Steelers. Even though I got a lot of family that are the Browns fans. So I feel y'all pain. I know you much younger than some of my cousins I grew up with that are Browns fans. So you've really never seen it be good. Like, you know, <laughs> some of the people I'm talking about go back to the Bernie Kozar days and stuff like that. At least it was some good. 
You mm-hmm. you saw Baker Mayfield go to the playoffs about 2021. That's all you've ever seen, really. I, I tell you one even further. I literally witnessed us have an 0-16 parade in downtown mm-hmm. one year. And they was out there cheering for it. Like, I ain't never seen so many people downtown for a fit like that. Yeah, Brown, Browns was, fans are that hardcore. And as big, as big as the parade was in Cleveland when the Cavs won in 2016, if the Browns uh, ever win, it's going to be ridiculous. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, I got news for you, Tayboy Fresh. It ain't going down this year. <laughs> so, but that's another conversation. Hey, so thanks again for listening and rocking with us. Brothers and all, take us out of here, man. Yeah, I need y'all to do me a favor. <laughs> I need y'all to go over to Apple Podcasts. I need you to go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, any place where it say podcast. I need y'all to go ahead and get to that because we are on the wave. And when y'all are done with that, I need y'all to go to YouTube and I need y'all to type in Know It All Podcast and show some love too because they are on that way to 400, right? The big 400? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead and type that Know It Alls, you know, so y'all can hear Big G uh, get on big tape, man. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Hey, so check this out. As we go, we leave you the same way we came. Let's go, Cavs. Let's go, Cavs. Let's go, Cavs.